0: Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris, and today is co-host Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us. We're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fisted ahead and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So Sebastian, we got a lot of hockey topics to discuss on today's podcast with leagues all over the world but we're gonna start right off you know right out the gates here with the national hockey league and the referee getting fired what do you think of this
1: uh honestly with you know that there's talks where he was basically retiring in a month called it you know they fired him quote unquote just to, to get out of the 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 i mean i say the crap storm so i don't swear um from the fans the thing is is if you've played hockey, you've coached hockey, you've really been an in-depth fan, you understand makeup calls are part of the game. It happens yep. all the time. That happens in hockey. Don't like, don't get me wrong. That's how they manage the game. You know, you'll see times where players will go into a scrum. They'll throw punches at each other. One guy gets a penalty. Not both guys. They're both throwing punches, but only the one guy gets a penalty. But that's the way for the refs to say, hey, listen, you guys want to go in those 50-50 battles? No problem. I'll pick one of you. I'm not going to tell you what it's going to be, but I'll pick one of you, and you're going to get a penalty. That quits that right there. You Guys know that if you're going to start crap you're gonna probably get a penalty and it's 50 50 who's gonna get it so you know if you're a fourth line player and you start something you're probably gonna end up getting a penalty and then probably sat for the rest of the game by your coach so to me makeup calls have always been part of the game i think at all levels it's not only just a makeup call as they call it it's also a way for the ref to control the game and i just i just think that it's part of the game and i get Player, you know, f- just like a, a fan who just turns into a game here and there, aren't really going to understand that, and they may be like, "Hey, you know, the NHL is rigged or whatever." But to me, it's it's how a referee controls the game. It happened. It's happened since I think I was an Adam hockey. Like it happened. So uh, to me, the NHL firing this ref, I think, was just them being like, "Hey, you're a month away from retirement. Boom. Sorry, you're fired. No, enjoy your retirement."
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought the whole thing was a little bit weird. I watched the video they posted on it and their statement. And I'm like, I think I sent you a message like, did you see this? And you're like, yep, definitely talking about it on the podcast.
1: And, like, the, the thing is, too, is, like, Matt Duchesne came out and said, oh, like, the mic that picked him up was actually a mic on our bench because he was talking to one of our players. Did the Nashville Predators come out and complain and say, hey, this ref, you know, made a makeup call on us? No, because the players, the fan, the players, the players, coaches, the owners, the GM, they understand it's part of hockey. And yeah, there's going to be no complaining from them. I mean, if it was a blank call, like, the guy skated by the goalie and said, boo, and he gave him a goalie interference call, you know, it's a little different. But, you know, there was a little bit of contact they did call it. It was soft. But, again, it was a makeup call. He said it himself I just don't. I think firing a ref is is a little much. I mean, I think it just sucks that I got picked up by a mic, and I think you're going to see a lot of more refs not maybe talk about certain things on the ice or want to wear a mic anymore.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the problem you have with the mic thing. At that point, is you might actually have referees like I don't want to wear a mic. But honestly, if you want to get paid by the National Hockey League, I don't think you're going to have a choice. So. Regardless it was it was a super weird situation and then we move into a weird situation that I think you and I are going to we talked about it for over a half an hour before we even recorded this podcast. We've been talking about the National Women's Hockey League interim commissioner's interview alongside, you know, discussing the PWHPA and the uh, NWHL returning this weekend for the Isabel Cup and I think you and I just wanted to say we could totally get into a full episode on that. So that's what we're going to do, actually, everyone listening. We are going to have a discussion on women's hockey next week, same time. But this is going to be us discussing the NWHL and the PWHPA and our thoughts on that. Because I think Sebastian and I were on, I think, a little bit opposite sides in this discussion. So we want to kind of, I think, individually do our research. And actually have a full episode on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, comments were made, and you know, people can take them different ways. And I just think that it's something that you know we should really get into and really talk about the actual facts, like what each group is trying to do or you know what their mission is, and then kind of talk about what you know what maybe we think. You know, people might think, hey, you guys are absolute idiots, and that's fine. It's not the first time someone's called me an idiot, and it definitely won't be the last. But You know, kind of bring up you know what we think maybe they could do, what we think they might do. I just think there's there's a there's a lot going on with this, and it's it is talked about, but it's not talked about enough. I still think I still don't think. So I think this will you know to me I think I'm I'm actually already excited for this episode.
0: No, I am too. I mean, this is one of the things I've been talking about like since we started this podcast. Is I I really want to see women's hockey growing. I'm a big fan of the National Women's Hockey League, so I really. I've been very confused by the situation between the NWHL and the PWHPA, and it was—I uh, think it's Gamer Doc or whatever her name is—for the NWHL. She does a lot of the interviews and the Twitch streams for the NWHL. And she was very vocal on saying, yes, the PWHPA is playing at Madison Square Garden. You need to show the support. You need to watch these games. And I remember, I, I think I commented back on Twitter, like, yeah, I'm kind of confused on who to support in this scenario. She's like, at the end of the day, it's supporting women's hockey, so that's never a bad decision. So I was like, okay, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll you know, watch these games. I, I, I anticipated watching the games, but I also canceled my, uh, my Fubo TV. And I don't think I'll be catching the uh, NWHL Isabel Cup games either, unless I can find a way to see them online. But uh, anyone that doesn't know, the NWHL Isabel Cup is actually happening this Friday and Saturday, tomorrow and Saturday, so March 26th and March 27th. So if you didn't know what's happening, Support, watch, let the hockey world know that this is something you want on TV and you want it on TV regularly. So we can get women's hockey is something that's just common on TV and we can get this league support and get these players paid. So and then also the English Ice Hockey League returns 11 April. So Sebastian and I will be touching on those as they start to get rolling Very excited my Coventry Blaze are hitting the ice again. They had their draft recently. Lots of things happening in England right now. Normally, the the season would be wrapping up this time, but it's been COVID. So they are just getting started. And yeah, I couldn't be any more excited. As weird of a year as it's been, it's allowed us to have a lot of, I guess, off-kilter seasons. And it's kind of extended hockey in, in weird ways. So very excited for the English Ice Hockey League coming back. Sebastian, you're not very familiar with the IHL, correct? So
1: actually, I did a bit more research, and I, I kind of had a feeling when we were talking that I didn't know a little bit more than I thought. There was a guy who, you know, I, I kind of went to school with. A lot of friends know him. I actually tried out for a couple teams uh, that he was a part of, and he was actually playing for the the Cardiff uh, Devils last year and he actually just retired and started a music career recently just because there was the uncertainty of when it would come back and like you said they're starting at the end of their season so for him i think it was just time to you know to move on to something different but you know i, I have watched a couple of games to, to, to see see him play so you know i'm excited it's going to be some summertime hockey and it'll give us something to to talk about and watch for you know throughout the you know the nhl playoffs and the ncaa frozen four you know the Isabel Cup, and they'll just keep pushing and it, you know the longer it goes the more we get to talk about it
0: yeah, I'm excited for all of it. And I guess that's uh that's your reference back there with our uh our buddy Steve who's a Cardiff Devils fan. That's his English ice hockey league team. And that's actually I think how Steve and I became a little bit closer friends as I picked up a uh Cardiff Devils jersey for him in England cuz he's like, "Hey man, I'll send you the money if you can grab the jersey. I, c- I can't get these here." And I'm like, "Okay, dude." I we're cool. I don't know you that well, but if the money's in my account and he sent me the money, I'm like, okay, I'll get you your jersey. And I shipped it off to him. And that kind of solidified that we could actually trust each other. And we became a little bit better friends at that
1: point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I, I'd seen, you know, some, he always, uh, the, the player, um, it's Mike me. He always posted, you know, highlights and stuff like that. So I started kind of watching and kind of wanted to see what hockey was like down there. And, you know, surprisingly, not really surprisingly, I mean, it is, it's a good hockey league, but you know there's tons of talent, and I'm actually excited to uh, pay a little bit more attention this year.
0: It's exciting. It's a great league. I, I can't wait again for the Blaze to return to the ice and for all the teams to get back there. And we'll see how the season goes. And then we're wanted to jump into the KHL playoffs as well. So basically the last week of playoffs, this was the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, so they kicked off on March 17th and 18th. And really on the 17th, the Akbars beat Salavat and say they went up one nothing in that series. And the locomotive beat the Red Army and they went up one nothing. Uh, March 18th, Dynamo took out uh, St. Petersburg, and Metallurg took out Avangard. And so we move into March 19th, Friday night's games, and it was a green rivalry. That's Akbars versus Salvat, and kind of a nasty-looking injury after a hit on Zarkov. He's actually cut by his own visor and looks dazed, and he's helped off the ice.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was just a big body hitting a big body, and they just basically went face-on-face, and... You know, the the opponent's visor caught his visor, pushing it down. And at first, I thought maybe it caught him just up top of the lip. But, you know, once they kind of showed the replay, it really cut him deep. And that was, that was a nasty hit. Um, You know, a clean hit, don't get me wrong. But it's just kind of the the nasty, how it ended up. And, you know, I'm just hoping that they were able to, uh, you know, maybe it wasn't as bad as it looked. And they were able to sew him up, and he'll be back in the lineup.
0: Yeah, because when you saw him on the ice, and there was just blood everywhere. Like, did he break his nose or something? But then, yeah, that was... The fives are cutting him. That's just one of those weird, weird hockey injuries. And this game actually went into overtime. And Salvat player has to leave the ice because he lost his helmet. And that actually results in a game-winning goal. So really unfortunate for Salvat that just one of those safety player issues ended up costing them the game. And uh, the Akbars go up 2-0 in the series. That's just a weird way to lose. These were much more physical battles in both these second games and the Red Army actually ties the series with the locomotive. And then we move into March 20th, and the Avant-Garde tie the series with Metallurg, and SKA St. Petersburg ties their series with Dynamo. We move into Sunday Night's Games on March 21st, and the Arkbars at this point lead the series on Salavat 3 nothing. they just take a chokehold on the series. I and mean, seriously, all these games were really tightly contested. It's, it's not like Salavat at any point just caved. It was just... They were just losing one-goal games, man. One-goal games, like, overtime and everything. And so, uh, and then, honestly, the Red Army took the lead on Locomotive 2-1. to one. So all these teams that kind of went up early suddenly fell. You move on to March 22nd, Monday's games, and uh, Avangard takes a 2-1 to one series lead over Metalurg, and SKA takes a 2-1 series lead over Dynamo. And then we move on to March 23rd. So the Akbars take out Salavat with their second consecutive sweep, giving them an 8-0 playoff record, man.
1: Yeah, and um, I'm just going to give a bit of a hot... Take here if you don't mind. And again, people can call me an idiot and they can come at me. I'm okay with it. I'm just giving my thoughts. But I honestly think the KHL is what the NHL is trying to be. Now let me explain. I just mean okay. the tempo of the game. When I watch these games, it is back and forth, go 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 go. Let's get goals. Let's get goals. Let's get goals. Big hits, lots of speed, plenty of great chances, plenty of skill on the ice. And I think that's what the NHL is striving for. You don't see, you know, KHL teams doing five drop back passes on a power play to try to get in the zone. They just give to the fastest player and he just goes right down the throat of the defense. And then they set up in the zone and they get, you know, you don't see power plays with zero shots on them. It just doesn't happen that that they take advantage of the ice that's there. And I think that, you know, the NHL players are still kind of slowing down the game to, you know, to move. And I get that part of it. But when I watch these KHL games, I don't understand a word the commentator is saying... But I am still hyped because it is just go, 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 go. And these guys are throwing bodies at each other. There was a couple of hits where I thought both the guys might have died hitting each other. It was like wall-on-wall action. They just hit each other, bounce back up, pick up the puck, try to go down and score. So I think to me, you know, the NHL always trying to say, want to bump up scoring, want to bump up scoring. Got to look at some of what the KHL is doing. And I get they have a lot of, the, you know, maybe some more skilled guys or whatever because they're keeping some local guys there. And, you know, Russians have always been known to be skilled players. But that being said – if you want to match that intensity, I think that's what the NHL wants to do, and I think they need to start looking at the KHL a little bit more because I'm not going to lie to you. I got, this This was exciting just watching the highlights of these games because it was just go, go, go. There was literally all gas, no brakes.
0: I mean, it, it's really exciting hockey, and honestly, it's, it's a league I've been looking at. Kind of frequently, but infrequently over the last couple of years with the NHL's delay this season and the fact that the KHL started, I was trying to get highlights and see if I could watch games because it was hockey during COVID. And I fell in love with a lot of their jerseys. I really like the competition. I think it's an exciting league and definitely the NHL's strongest competitor for sure. I mean, that's not contested. Yeah, I'm with you. I just think it's very exciting and the NHL with the right moves can get to where the KHL is on sort of some game standard stuff like opening the game up a bit more. There's certain things they I think they can do if they want to increase the NHL fan base. Honestly, look at some of the things the KHL is doing. So Anyway, uh, I will say that the locomotive shut out and shut down the Red Army, and they tied the series back up at two, heading back to Moscow. We'll see how the rest of the series goes, and we'll we'll update everyone listening on that. But we're going to wrap up this podcast with the NCAA Frozen Four. This also starts Friday, as does the NWHL Isabel Cup. And I'm telling you what, man. I'm excited. It's going to be, for anyone that's a big March Madness fan, that's good on you. And that's why I really like the Frozen Four. And so what we're going to do on this is Sebastian and I have kind of done our own internal NCAA Frozen Four bracket challenge. And we're gonna give our predictions here, and we're gonna, I'm gonna throw down some upsets, and I'm assuming you are too as well, Sebastian.
1: Uh, I've got a couple, but I, I you know, I, I've kind of watched some of these teams throughout the year, and I kind of have a feeling of how these teams work. So I, I don't know if there'll be a ton of, uh, especially in my bracket, there's not a ton of upsets, but there definitely is one, which you know I'll explain when we get there. So actually, there's kind of two, but I'll explain those when I get there.
0: Okay. So let's go to North Dakota and American International. So. North Dakota, the number one ranked team in the country, and American International is a 15th ranked team, but they're also the winner of the Atlantic Hockey Tournament. For me, I will say that North Dakota has a really stacked team. They have several NHL drafted players, and they've earned their number one position in the country. American International is a strong team, and this won't be a rollover game by any means, but I'm picking North Dakota.
1: Yeah, and for me, I'm going to pick the North Dakota Junior Senators as well. Um, If people don't understand why I'm saying that Just take a look at the roster and where they got drafted I saw a joke earlier on Twitter today And it was about a a kid who had committed to North Dakota And first comment was Congratulations to so-and-so on being selected by the Ottawa Senators And I laughed because it's pretty well true They're just drafting every kid that goes there But again, there's some really good kids there So I'm going to pick them as well Because I think they're just a very strong team from top to bottom
0: Yeah, and then we move on to the next series And I'm just going to go with this as it is Boston College, number two versus 18 Notre Dame. However, effective a couple hours ago, Sebastian, you sent me a text. Notre Dame is now officially out uh, due to COVID protocol. So either way, I still predicted Boston College to take out Notre Dame here. Notre Dame was here because of COVID. Boston College, just so strong. I don't think Notre Dame had really a fighting chance in this series.
1: No, and I agree with you. I would have went Boston College here, but I'm just saying, you know, People need to maybe look into Boston College, what they're doing, because all their opponents are starting to get COVID here. So, um, you know, I would investigate <laughs> this team. What are they trying to do here?
0: Yeah, come on, guys. So we move into the next series, number three, Minnesota. Versus number twelve Omaha, and you know you've got the Hobie Baker nominee Jack LaFontaine in net for Minnesota. I'm telling you, man, that seals the deal for me. I'm picking Minnesota.
1: Yeah, and I looked at the same thing, you know, with strong goaltending, and you know Minnesota has had a great year this year as well. So, um, you know, I, I like Omaha. You know, I, there's a there's some prospects there that I really like on that team as well. But again, I just don't think it's quite enough to take down many here.
0: No, I don't think so either. We move on to Wisconsin, number four versus number 14, Bemidji State. Wisconsin is pretty strong with a really good offense. And Bemidji State has, you know, Hobie Baker-nominated Tendy as well and Zach Driscoll. I think this will actually be a tightly contested game. I wouldn't be surprised for this one to go the overtime, but I think Wisconsin is still going to find its way into victory.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on this one here as well. But again, like you said, it's going to be a tight game if Wisconsin's big players don't show up to play for you could easily take this game.
0: So oh, yeah.
1: I've got Wisconsin on this one, but this was one that I wrote down, scratched off, wrote down, scratched off. I mean, you know, Wisconsin does have some big guns and if they show up to play, it could be over quick as well. So that's why I picked them.
0: Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about one I debated over. It's this next one. It was number five, Minnesota State versus number 12, Quinnipiac. And I will say this was tough. And I debated this one for a while, but I wouldn't be surprised again if this game goes into overtime because this is the goalie battle. There's two Hobie Baker nominees in this one against each other. And and Dryden McKay for Minnesota State and Quinnipiac, Keith Puchazelli. Dude, this is a goalie battle. I wouldn't be surprised either way, but I'm, I'm choosing Minnesota state.
1: Yeah. And I think this is the first one we've actually disagreed on. Um, Quinnipiac, I think has had sometimes, you know, I remember watching some other frozen forest and I've seen them push, you know, strong teams to the brink or even upset teams. And, uh, to me, this is going to be the first upset, and I think strong goaltending is going to be the reason why.
0: Well, yeah, I'm not surprised by that choice. If you know, you're know you picking an upset, that doesn't really stun me. We're going to move on to the next game. It's number six, UMass versus number 13, Lake Superior State. And Lake Superior State was the WCHA hockey tournament winners there. And okay, and then UMass, I'm sorry, was the Hockey East champions. So this comes down again to goaltending. And I'm telling you, this is my big upset alert. I think Lake Superior State takes out UMass. I'm just saying, man, like they got Hobie Baker, Mittens in there. And I just think Lake Superior State's going to be a shocker.
1: And I mean, I can definitely see why you're saying that For, for me, Hockey East is such a hard division to win. And the fact that, you know, Mass was able to do that. I know they took down some big teams. Uh, they beat UMass Lowell. I think it was one nothing in a very tight game. I think UMass just has what it takes to go over Lake Superior, who I don't think are playing as strong as, you know, as teams as Mass did to get here. So to me, Mass has that advantage, and they move on.
0: All right. Uh, then we move on to number 7, St. Cloud State versus number 10, Boston U. St. Cloud is a strong team and an extremely competitive team. As is Boston University, but I wouldn't be surprised for this one to go either way, but I'm picking St. Cloud State.
1: Yeah, and I honestly, before we started this, I actually had BU. I had them moving forward, but I ended up paying St. Cloud, and St. Cloud is always a team in this tournament that causes issues for other teams. They're not supposed to, but they come in and they battle, and I think that's just, you know, the, the, the team identity that they build within the locker room, starting with the coaching staff through the players— And I think they always battle. They always, always, they might not have the best players, but they're going to push you. And to me, I just think they're going to overrun B, uh, BU and St. Cloud to me. I mean, keep, keep an eye on them in this tournament.
0: Yeah, and then we move into the final game of this first round, and it's going to be number eight Michigan versus number nine UMD. Two really strong teams, and I'm going, again, for another upset alert, probably the least exciting upset alert you're talking about, number eight versus number nine. But I'm going with UMD here. I think University of Minnesota Duluth, they're just going to find a way to beat Michigan. Michigan can have, kind of was up and down this season, and I don't think UMD really was.
1: Yeah, and I think, again, this is one we're going to disagree on. The reason why I'm disagreeing. I think, is because Michigan has two guys who could potentially go number one overall in the NHL draft this year. They know their stock has a lot to do with what happens here in this tournament, and I think that they're going to ball out, and I just think that Michigan's just going to outgun Minnesota Duluth here.
0: All right, now we move into the lead eight, which you and I just kind of have to pick our matchups here, which, honestly, uh, if anyone doesn't know, basically the, the, the bracket's already set, so... Winner of one team automatically faces another team regardless of rankings. So in my bracket, I've got North Dakota facing UMD. And North Dakota is just so strong. This will be a tough battle, but North Dakota comes out on top. That's my opinion. I just think they're too strong. What's uh, What do you have? Cause you pick North Dakota and it would be North Dakota versus Michigan?
1: It would be North Dakota versus Michigan. And I honestly wish this was the national championship. This is going to be the game to watch these are two extremely strong teams and again i'm going to pick the north dakota junior senators shane pinto i think is just he has been unstoppable they've got great goaltending they've got you know great defensemen throughout they play physical they play fast and i just think that they're just going to edge out michigan and i'm going to call this one this is going to be an overtime game
0: okay and so you said north dakota edge out michigan
1: yeah, right. and overtime, you know, and it's I think it's going to be one of those maybe, you know, two, three overtimes. It's going to be a good battle. All right.
0: Then I've got, for my next round, I've got Wisconsin facing Lake Superior State. I'm going to say it again. You might think I'm crazy, but upset alert. I know Wisconsin's strong, but I just think Lake Superior State defeats Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, and you know what? And I have Wisconsin-Mass here, and I think UMass is, again, coming out of Hockey East, having to play some strong teams all year. It's just going to... Outgun Wisconsin here. And again, Wisconsin's one of those teams where their guys can either come out firing or they come out flat. And I think here, Mass is just going to take this one.
0: Yeah, so we both kind of expect Wisconsin to be bouncing in the late eight. So let's see where that goes. Uh, My next series, I've got Minnesota, number three versus number five, Minnesota State. This is another tough debate for me because these two teams are just so strong but i'm i'm picking minnesota to defeat minnesota state and i wouldn't again be surprised if this was an overtime game so that's for me minnesota takes down minnesota state
1: yeah and i have minnesota Quinn, quinnipiac you guys need to change your name all right this is the, the reason why you're not moving <laughs> on is because of your name no i'm just kidding i've got actually quinnipiac uh beating minnesota here and this is my big upset i think they're gonna i think this again is gonna be a tight game. But I think the underdog here comes out through.
0: All right. And then my final uh, series of the Elite Eight is number two, Boston College, who finally gets to play against number seven, St. Cloud State. And all I'm going to say is uh, Spencer Knight. So Boston College takes down St. Cloud.
1: Yeah. And I've got Boston College St. Cloud here as well. I think maybe not playing might not be in Boston College's favor here. If Knight has an off game, which he showed he can have. People tell me, oh, he might not have the NCAA, but look, in the World Juniors, he can have off games. He's a phenomenal goalie. I think the best goalie in the NCAA. However, I think he comes out, has a bit of an off game, and say, Cloud, upsets BC.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah, and I've made these predictions before the whole COVID prediction. I don't think I would have made much of a change, but I, I think you're right. I think it'll make it a little bit tougher game for Boston College because not playing that first game, that kind of get your juices flowing. So we'll see how that affects Boston College moving forward. So now we move into the Frozen Four, and this year it's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I will say I'm not 100% sure how seeding works, but I imagine it's like normal with the highest seed facing the lowest seeded team. Is that correct?
1: I that's how I thought it went as well. however, when I was looking at the bracket that they have online, you can do a printable bracket, it actually basically matches the teams up from the two sides against each other and then moving on. so if one and two, let's just say we're on the on you know whatever side they would actually have to play each other before they got to the the national championship. So so I could be wrong. But what their site was showing me was there was no reshuffle.
0: Yeah, so I guess the way I'm seeing it right now, I still I have North Dakota number one facing number 13, Lake Superior State. and I could be wrong. And so if anyone knows, definitely reach out. But number one facing number 13. and you're ready for me to drop the bomb on you? Here we go. Number 13, Lake Superior State takes down the best team in the country. And they move on to the national championship game. I just feel like with their goaltending, with the way they played this season. And honestly, I don't watch March Madness because I'm just not that interested in basketball. But the reason you play the game, man, the reason you play the game is upsets happen. Otherwise, no one would care. One would face number two. And I really just think that Lake Superior State has a has. The engine to go all the way to the national championships this year.
1: Yeah, and I mean, so I've I had Notre uh, Notre Dame, I had North Dakota uh, versus you know Mass here, but I know I'm gonna go the opposite side of the coin here. I'm gonna say North uh, North Dakota is too strong for Mass here. Um, Like I said, they they're very strong team. Uh, They had some ups and downs this season, but I think they rebounded at the right time. And I just think they're too hot to handle right now.
0: Yeah, and then my other matchup's not as sexy. It's number two versus number three, Boston College versus Minnesota. This is, again, a big goaltending battle. I mean, man, the goaltending in this game is just going to be—I'm going to be excited to see this one. I think this will be just an excellent game. But BC will find its way to defeat Minnesota. And I'm I'm choosing Boston College to face off against Lake Superior State in the national championship.
1: That's a bold prediction, I like it. Thank you. I <laughs> like got... being bold. <laughs> I got Quinny, and I'm going to call him Quinny. I'm not even going to try it again because, as you guys saw, I I stumbled a little bit. I got Quinny versus uh, St. Cloud. And in this one, I just think St. Cloud, and I'm going to call this one, is going to be a blowout win. I think St. Cloud has always made some noise in this tournament, and they're going to move on to play North Dakota in the national championship.
0: All right. So for me, I will say national championship game, Boston College, Lake Superior State. But this is where I think the pure talent of Boston College would just reign And it will be not a blowout, but it'll be a fairly easy win. I think Lake Superior State will have gotten themselves here. And I just think Boston College at this point won't underestimate them. It'll just – this will probably be like a four-goal game. But uh, Boston College wins the national championship over Lake Superior State.
1: Yeah, and I mean that could very well happen. I mean BC is stacked with talent. Like I said, I think they've got the best goaltender in the NCAA right now. But for me, the team I've watched the most, and obviously being a Sense fan, I watch – 'Cause they have a lot of the prospects. But that being said, even if I wasn't a sense fan and I was just watching North Dakota, they're a super strong team and I have them beating St. Cloud in this game. I just think that, you know, this is their year. They've got some guys who are moving on that are very strong players, both on forward defense, actually and goalie, so really all three facets. And I think that they're really gonna push for those guys moving on and they're they seem to be a very tight knit team. So I think that that's what's going to push them through the, the team culture and that fight attitude they have, I think, wins in the national championship here.
0: All right. So we took an interesting route, but you and I still chose the number one and number two teams to win. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Honestly, that's why they play the game because things can happen. And that's why they make sports movies. So we'll see how it un- unveils. And so uh, anyone listening uh, – in probably monday's podcast sebastian and i as we're talking all this ncaa hockey action uh will kind of cover what happened up to that point in the frozen four and we're going to give our ncaa jersey rankings our top 20 so definitely be on the lookout for that episode as again we'll be ranking our top 20 ncaa hockey jerseys as well as covering kind of what happened up to that point to see how how good we were with our predictions so Thank you again. This was uh, Chris and Sebastian. Have a great day. We're Pigeon Hockey, and we'll catch you next time.